Some say that the most important muscle in your body is the heart. It might be the most important, but it's not the most powerful. The most powerful muscle is your tongue. Uh, several years ago now, I was uh, watching a news program, and uh, uh, there was a mom on this news program, and uh, her, her daughter had been bullied on social media. Uh, she'd been called all sorts of names to the point that she actually began to believe what was being told about her uh, via Twitter and Facebook and all sorts of other social media. Uh, and her daughter eventually committed suicide because of the words that other people used. And so it's not hard for us to begin to imagine the kind of power that the tongue has in our lives. And in fact, I bet I would, I would wager the fact that each one of us probably has experienced the power of the tongue. Now, yesterday, in fact, I was at a wedding and... Um, I got to be a part of that wedding, and it was beautiful, and I, I just loved the couple, and it was great. At, at one point of the service, uh, when they had their vows, they had written out page after page of their own vows, and it was, it was fantastic just to, to, to stand and witness as they pronounced to each other not only their love, but their promises and their vows to one another. From this point forward, this is who we're going to be to one another. The power of the tongue. The power of the tongue to, to, to really orchestrate and control the direction of your life. The tongue actually has the power to identify who we are and the direction that we're going. An author, uh, his name is Joseph Telushkin. Don't ask me to say that again. In his book, Words That Hurt and Words That Heal, he says, what we say about and to others can define them indelibly. We can define ourselves and others simply by what we say about them. There's all sorts of, of things that we can say about one another, and the tongue has incredible power to do all of that. Uh, if you want to see the kind of power uh, that the tongue has, go ahead and open up to James. It's in the back, toward the back of your Bible, Hebrews, and then James. And it's in chapter 3 that James begins to really organize thoughts uh, regarding our faith, developing our faith in regards to what we say. And how we speak. And the world in front of the text in the 21st century for James uh, will include every bit of social media. Uh, every text, uh, every tweet, uh, every Instagram feed, all of that is included in what he says in regards to the tongue. Uh, so notice what he says beginning in verse 2, chapter 3. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says... He's a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong wind, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. 
Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it, make great, it makes great boasts. Uh, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person and sets the whole course of life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. Whoa! Uh, James just absolutely outlines for us the kind of power that the tongue has here. And I want you to understand, little is big here, right? Small is large here. Uh, Each one of these little things that James talks about, he talks about a rudder of a ship and a bit in a horse's mouth and a spark. He said, hey, all of these things, they're small, but they have, they have giant repercussions. It's like trying to say, I can drive my car without the steering wheel. You take the steering wheel out of your car, and it's going to be very difficult to steer the entire vehicle. There's great power in the tongue. Uh, several years ago now, uh, my wife and I, actually, this was way back when we were in college, and uh, we were freshmen uh, or sophomores or something. We were in college, okay? We were in college. And, um, and we were on this hay rack ride. It was phenomenal. It was fantastic, actually. Uh, we had done it the year before, and you go out and you, and, uh, you, know, uh, you, you build a big fire and you roast marshmallows and you sing songs and kumbaya and all that. It's wonderful. Great time, right? And so everybody was going out. There's probably 80 students on two hay racks, right? And we're being pulled by the tractor, and, and we're all, Jolyn and I are sitting right up front of this uh, very first hay rack, and everybody's having a great time, and we're kind of chit chatting away. And then the tractor, it starts going up the hill. And we start going up the hill, and the tractor begins to pull, and you, you feel the tractor hit that second gear, like the lower gear. You know what I'm saying? And all we saw and all we heard was this little tink. And the coupling, the coupling with the pin still in it, had come off of the tractor going uphill with 80 students on two hay racks. And the results really were devastating. There were students that had to be rushed to the hospital. One student in particular, she had a lacerated liver and had to go into emergency surgery. All this, all that I'm trying to say is, you know what? You and I both recognize that small things have extraordinary consequences sometimes. And that's the tongue for us. The tongue has extraordinary power. It's this small little thing, uh, but it directs the course of our life. It can tell us who we are and the course that we're, we're going toward. Uh, many years ago, a uh, British shock jock by the name of Tim Shaw, kind of like a, um, uh, a Howard Stern type, uh, he was on late night uh, with... Uh, this pinup girl, and he said to her, he said, I, I would leave my wife right now for you. And his wife happened to be listening. His wife happened to be listening. And, and if you don't believe the power of words, these are words that she posts on eBay as she vowed to sell his car. He said, I, her words were these, I need to get rid of this car immediately, ideally in the next two or three hours before my husband gets home to find it gone and all his belongings in the street. 
I'm the registered owner and I have the registration. Please only buy if you can pick up tonight. She sold the car for 90 cents. There are all sorts of words that can get us into trouble. There are all sorts of things that we can say uh, using our tongue uh, that are powerful. We say the wrong thing and it can have devastating results. We say the right thing and it can have great results. Uh, Think of the words. Think of some of these words for a moment. Think of how you might feel if these were aimed at you. Fat. Loser. Stupid, dumb, worthless, manipulative, slow. Even saying those words silences everybody. Everybody, those aren't good words. But think of think of words on the other end of the scale. Words like beautiful, winner, smart, worthy, resourceful, creative. There are all sorts of things that we can say on both ends of the spectrum. Oh, it's small, but it will guide the course of our life. James seems to be talking not only about specific words and phrases. He seems to be trying to get us to recognize that the things we say have enormous power, uh, not just for now, not just for the moment, but for life. Recognize what he says in the text. In verse 6, he says it several different times. He he talks about the whole life being changed. Uh, Remember when he talked about the bit uh, and the horse, this great big strong animal, he said this small thing uh, steers the entire animal. And the rudder uh, takes this giant ship and moves it from one direction to another. And in verse 6, he says, really, this tongue is about our life. Uh, Recognize what he says. He says the tongue is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. But notice what he says. He says it corrupts the whole person. It sets the whole course of life on fire. Gang, we got to get this one right. If we want to count ourselves among the followers of Jesus, uh, then one of the things that we have to work on is what we say with our mouth. Because the course of our life is going to follow. It seems like what James is saying is that the measure of my ability to follow Jesus is counted by how I control my tongue. You can't control your tongue. It directly affects your following Jesus. I caught this in my reading last night as I was uh, rereading this section of Scripture in James chapter 3. Go back to verse 2 for a moment. He says, We all stumble in many ways, but if anyone is never at fault in what he says, then he's a perfect man. And he's able to keep his whole body in check. Again, he says, really, uh, this is about our tongue and the whole person. This isn't just about one small aspect or a category of our life. And I want you to notice where all of this comes from. Look at verse 26 in chapter 2. All of this, James says, is really about our faith. He ends uh, chapter 2 in this way. He says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. 
When he gets into chapter 3 and he begins to talk about the tongue, he's trying to say, here's an example of what it looks like to live out your faith. In other words, your faith is developed or devastated based on how you use your tongue. You want to develop your faith? Control what you say. You want to develop your faith? Control what you put on Facebook. You want to develop your faith? Know what it is that you tweet. You want to control your faith? Then recognize what you say has impact for other people's lives. Because your tongue is about your whole life. It's about the direction and course of who you are and where you're going. You want to be a great follower of Jesus? Then you have to control your tongue. My faith is being developed when I can learn to control my tongue. Proverbs 18.21 says it well. It says, The tongue, the tongue has the power of life and death. If you've ever been called a name, if you've ever called someone else a name, then you know that's true. You know what it feels like when someone tells you something that simply isn't true and yet people begin to believe it. So if the tongue has all of this kind of power, what should we do? How do we begin to tame this mighty beast? How do we begin to tame the fire that is our tongue? I mean, you know the old phrase, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Tongue has way more power than that, and so we need to rein it in. What do we do? Notice what James says in chapter 1, verse 19. He says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's what I'm going to call this morning the bite your tongue principle. Uh, sometimes, quite frankly, what you need to do in any medium, anywhere, uh, when you're learning to try and control what it is that you say so that your faith can be developed and you can be a better follower of Jesus, is you just need to do this. You need to stick out your tongue and bite down hard. Let's say you're married, and your husband, your husband said something to you earlier, or he, he did something, and, and it really irritates you. I would never do that to my wife, but let's just say, let's just say that, that somewhere in your life, your husband has irritated you. Now, the great part about marriage is that you stay married long enough and you recognize the warts in people's lives. And when you recognize the warts in people's lives, it means that what you have is you have a giant red button in front of you and you know how to push it. And we push it using our words, don't we? And so your husband comes home and you want to let him have it. You know just how to hurt him. You know the sensitive areas in his life. Uh, you know just what to say to question his manliness, to really make him mad. And so you have a choice. You have a choice 
to be slow to speak and quick to listen. You have a choice to practice what I'm calling the the bite-your-tongue principle. And you can say, I'm, I'm going to develop my faith right now in this moment. And I'm going to stick out my tongue and bite down harder. Several weeks ago, I was with a couple and I was counseling with them. And they were, they were talking uh, about their dad and, and they were really upset. And, you know, dad's doing this and, and we really need to talk to him about it. And I said, whoa, 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 hang on. Before you say anything, here's what you need to do. You need to understand where dad is before being understood. You see, what your dad is trying to do is love you. And you find it annoying because you're just in a different spot in life. You want to control your tongue. You may need to bite down hard. But you may need to try and seek understanding before being understood. Try and put yourself in their shoes for a moment so that you don't say something that you're going to regret. Students, let me speak to you for a moment. You guys are all over social media. You're on Twitter and you're on Facebook and Instagram and whatever comes after Instagram. And you will say things on Facebook and you will tweet things out and you will text people things that you would never say in person. Students, if you are serious about your faith in Jesus Christ, about following Him, this is an area of your life that you need to develop. I have never been hurt by an email that I've deleted. But I have been hurt plenty of times by the email that I was emotionally charged to write and sent before thinking. Students, use social media wisely. This is an extension of your tongue and it is a development of your faith. You want to be great disciples? Then you need to watch your mouth. And that includes Facebook and Twitter Practice sticking out your tongue and biting down. Maybe you're not married. Maybe uh, your, your spouse has never done anything to you to, to cause you to want to push that big red button uh, to hurt them. Like maybe like you feel like they have hurt you, but maybe there's that colleague at work. And, and right now, they're just, they irritate you to no end, and you just really, really want to let them have it. Uh, right at that, uh, that very vulnerable moment where the boss comes in, and, and you just want to say, right in that moment, the thing that is going to hurt them most. And you have a choice to make. You have a faith choice to make. Am I going to follow Jesus in this moment? I'm sure there's lots and lots and lots of other scenarios that we could cover. Uh, But I think you understand. There is tremendous power in our tongue. What I want to challenge you with this morning is to watch your mouth. 
to understand the power of the tongue that can actually change your character. So change your words and change your character. Over the next three weeks, that's what we're going to do. We're simply going to talk about watching our mouth so that our character and our discipleship will follow. Let's pray. Gracious God, thanks so much for your word, for how it challenges our life. We ask that you uh, guide and lead us to developing our faith, to growing in it, so that things like this, Father, they become easy. God, I pray for what I will say in the next days and weeks. I pray for what those with an earshot of my voice will say in the next days and weeks. I pray for what they will type. I pray for what they will text. And I pray, Father, it is honoring to you. I pray we'll change our character by changing our words. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.